Hello and welcome to Simply Edify's podcast. Our goal is to encourage women as we navigate the messiness of life through biblical studies, personal stories, and practical tips that bolster our walk with Jesus daily. Thank you for joining us in our episode today. All right, welcome back. We are continuing our study on the bees in the Bible. And we are today going to be talking about be holy and be separate. And before you get too far, I'm just going to read the verses right off so that we can kind of just get the idea, I guess. So sure. we have first Peter 1 15 through 16, but as he, which has called you is holy. So be holy in all manner of conversation as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And then some other verses about being separate. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And then we have, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness. So just having those verses in our minds as we go through our discussion. Yeah. And this isn't exactly a lighthearted subject or an easy one to talk about. And it can kind of sound burdensome, I guess, or not, not enjoyable. (laughs) But I read this quote from C.S. Lewis and I really liked it. It says, how little people know who think that holiness is dull. When one meets the real thing, it is irresistible. And I think if we go into this with the thought that holiness is something unique to our God, and it's something that he calls us to as well, and it can be a beautiful, joyful thing that doesn't have to be a heavy burden, but can be something that is irresistible. I think we can, I think we can shift our attitude towards it a little bit and kind of walk into it with an open mind because holiness in separation, it's personal and it's a a deep within us thing that we have to stare down and and face and make eye contact with places where we're not. And it can be a little heavy, but it can be really, really good and worth it too. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that we have the Holy Spirit of God within us who desires us to be holy and he gives us the ability to be holy. So when we come at it, we come at it in the mind of like, uh, you know, like, (laughs) I fail. Work. You know, I, yeah, it's hard. I fail. It's, you know, work. It's, and then there's all these ideas and Christianity of what holiness should look like. And you put that on top of that. It just becomes kind of like a, like you were saying, just really the word it's burden. And that's not what Jesus intended it to be. How would you define the word holy? I personally Like if I were just to, you know, give you my idea of what holiness is, this, I would say a person that exemplifies the fruit of the spirit in their life. I've seen the facade of holiness. I've had the facade of holiness. I've walked in that. And I can say that even now it's a struggle to, to be genuine in the holiness walk, I guess you could say. I don't know. That's probably a weird term, but it's just to strive to be what Christ called us to be can very easily turn into pride. Mm-hmm. And that is not the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. So even as we're talking about this, 
I feel like this goes without saying, but we would not say that we have arrived in this area or probably any area that we talk about (laughs) (laughs) at all. Honestly, it was like a battle within me, like even broaching the subject because it's hard. Like it's hard to be like, be be holy. holy. (laughs) It's, I mean, and, and then again, it's just, it's a work of the spirit. It, it, there's nothing that we can do. We could point fingers and say, well, that's not holy. And this is holy. And this is, but that comes down to wh- where's the Holy Spirit convicting and leading and guiding in your individual walk. Like you were saying, this is a personal thing. So yeah. Anyways, how would you define holiness? Well, I think that in just, I've been kind of reading um, to prepare for this because it is something that I feel a little uneasy talking about unqualified maybe um but just being set apart god is set apart and he calls us to be set apart and he is fully holy truly set apart in his glory and his perfection and i think that we could break it down many different ways but i think it kind of comes down to that like just being set apart um belong and and it's personally we're not talking about god but we're talking about like personal holiness it's just belonging to god and living like we belong to god i had a really personal connection i I don't know what the right word is but when i was a little girl um my church i (laughs) i thought they sang holy 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 every single sunday looking back, I realized that's not true, but in my little (laughs) brain, it seemed like we sang it every Sunday. We must've sang it often. Um, but not every Sunday, I'm sure. But I was just fascinated with that song and it really impacted how I thought about God. And as I became a teenager, you know, it was just kind of in the back of my mind. Um, but I was at church camp and I really got through a lot of preaching and reading the Bible myself. I really started to see God's holiness for what it really was. And still, I feel like I've only got like a tiny little glimpse, you know, I don't think I could handle the real thing, the whole thing, but I I got a glimpse of it. And I read this quote again in preparing for this, that kind of captured what that did to me. Um, It's from a hymn. I don't know which hymn. Oh, beneath the cross of Jesus. It says, from my smitten heart with tears to wonders, I confess the wonders of redeeming love and my unworthiness and kind of being confronted with God's holiness brought me to a place of realizing that God is holy and he is worthy and I am not. (laughs) And what that has done to me in my life has made me incredibly grateful that God has forgiven me and allows me to stand before him as I am just dressed in his righteousness. Like that's mind boggling. I'm constantly reminded of my sin in contrast with God's holiness, but not in a beat down, uh, guilty way, but in a grateful, very, very grateful way. Right. Just being like aware of the mercy and grace that God has bestowed upon us. Like we can't fully comprehend what his mercy and grace is if we don't see ourselves for what we are or what we were before Christ and who Christ is genuinely. And yeah, that's all a part of his holiness. Like in the fact that like we had no ability to come before 
Christ at all or God at all without the blood of Jesus Christ. Like we have nothing in of ourselves that could win us favor or relationship, you know? And there's and- nothing we can do now. Like no matter how, whatever kind of things we can do where on the outside, we would look holy. That's still not changing that status. Absolutely true. Like there's is even in the passage of first Peter there, just if you read through that, it's, it's talking about how, well, I'll read a few verses down first Peter one eighteen. for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers. Like it's right there. He said, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, it's right there. He says, there is no silver. There's no gold. Even he's talking to the Jews. He's saying there's no tradition. I mean, that was in the old Testament. We're talking about separation, the law and everything that God gave to the Jews was to separate them from the other nations. It was to be holy, um, to be able to bring Christ into this world to provide the way. And he's saying right there, like none of those traditions could save you, not silver, not gold. We weren't redeemed by those, but with the precious blood of Christ. And, And that's what I believe going back to what holiness is, is that it's a recognition that without Jesus covering our sins and without the Holy Spirit working in our life, we cannot attain or achieve the fruit of the Spirit. And we cannot be separate from the world because it if we're walking in the flesh, we're going to fulfill the lust of the flesh, which is just the world, the, the ideas and things of the world. So really to walk out holiness in our life, right? To to say, well, how do I walk out being holy? What does that look like? And I think that really just comes down to our daily habits. And our daily habits come from our thoughts. And in order to have our thoughts in the right place and renewed and separate and holy, we have to be in the word. Yeah. So I feel like we've said this like every single episode. It comes it just, back to it. Always <laughs> comes back to it. Just, we're just done. Y'all just read your Bibles. We're done. See you right? later. <laughs> Go read your Bible. So there's this quote. It says, sow a thought, reap an act, sow an act, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. And that was Ralph Waldo Emerson. So I don't think he was a Christian or nothing, but the truth is there. What you think becomes what you do and what you do becomes who you are and who you are directs. That's your path. That's what you will be known for and the testimony that you have. And this is really what it comes down to with holiness is the testimony that you have. Do you have the testimony of being one of God's children, walking in the spirit, walking in love, walking in joy, patience, meekness? Do you have that testimony or are you just like everybody else? And it's so easy. And this is why holiness in quotation marks has been kind of a a platform for a lot of people because they can say, do this and be holy and act like this and be holy and dress like this and be holy and don't do this and be holy. But you can't govern or um, dictate people's thought life and their, um, their inner character 
unfortunately i wish we could in a way because i would love to be able to tell my kids to have great character and they would just instantly <laughs> have it but it doesn't work that way unfortunately and how often i was thinking about this this week with my own kids like i can get them to behave to an extent i can get them to be good for a short amount of time but i care less about that and more about their character i care about them being truly good, not just acting good or ha- and having goodness. I mean, goodness is a weird word because, you know, there's none of us that are truly good, but, but I want them to have good character and not just good behavior. Right. And if they have good character. They will have good behavior, but they could have good behavior without good character. And I care more about their character. And I ran into, I was having a very rough day at the Aldi. And it was not, I was supposed to be doing a pickup order and it all fell through and I ended up having to go in. I was just ugly. I, inside and outside, I was not happy. It was not good. It wasn't good. And this beautiful woman who I'm friends with on Facebook, she's an old, she's older, like my mom's age, um, so older than me, has kids my age. And she's, she's just a light. She's a beautiful person. And we're not really friends. I just know her and we're friends on Facebook, but she saw me struggling with my children and I saw her and I recognized her and I was like, I've got to keep it together. Like she knows who I am. Like she knows me. She knows you like, she's always like, your kids are so cute on Facebook, you know? And I was like, I'm going to keep it together, but I was struggling hard, but just her presence kind of helped me like get it together. But she came up to me. She's like, your kids are just so cute. And I said, they're better behaved on Facebook, aren't they? <laughs> and she's like, oh, then she's like, I just, she's like, I didn't recognize you. I'm like, I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> My hair was, it was just bad. And um, she was very sweet and very encouraging to me. Uh, very, like, I almost cried actually talking to her because she was so kind about everything. But I was thinking, like, my kids are better behaved on Facebook. <laughs> like, when you <laughs> like it, aren't we pictures. all <laughs> yeah like if you just see pictures of them they right. look super cute they look super sweet they are they are cute they are sweet I'm not trying to talk bad about my kids I'm just saying there's a difference when you see them right. up in the grocery store and like I I don't want people to just say oh they're cute I want them right to be good people and um, I want to just not look good on Facebook. <laughs> right. I want to have good character. I want when people to see me. Like part of my conundrum when I saw this woman wasn't so much in my children. It was how I was responding to my children. And the fact that she was seeing that was a little, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we we can put on Sunday best, right? And we can walk <laughs> into church and the, these places and and nobody would know what's truly going on within us. And that's what true holiness is, is what is going on in us. And obviously, like we said, each of us are growing, hopefully aspiring to grow closer to the Lord and closer to that holiness that God has called us to, you know, that is a process and everything, but it is within our hearts and it is within our minds and it is within how we respond to these life difficulties and things like that. Are we in the spirit or are we in the flesh, you know? And I mean, there's a lot that we could say, but I I really like the fact that, you, like you said, we are separated from the world 
but we are separated to God. Mm -hmm. Like we have so much more with God than the world could ever offer. Yeah. And it's truly, when you think about it, it's truly sad that all of the inner turmoil that those who do not have Christ, they go through. And sometimes even as believers, we choose to go to walk through these hard times like unbelievers. And we choose to have these thoughts permeate our minds that we don't have to have because we are believers and we have the Holy Spirit within us and our minds can be transformed. They can be changed and God can do a a work in our heart and we can walk through these hard things in such a different way than what the world does in such a different way than what we did. We walked before we knew God and before we got closer to God, you know, and that's just a personal choice. And, um, you have to choose just like the quote was saying, it's, it starts in your mind. So a thought reap an act. So an act reap a habit. So a habit reap a character and so on, you know, like that's, I think the hard question is, are you content with just looking okay on the outside? Because everything that you just said requires a little bit of work and it requires under the surface work that other people might not see and that's not going to be glamorous and it's not going to be um, Instagrammable. Right. And you're not going to get any accolades. (laughs) No. (laughs) You know, you're not going to, you're not going to get any accolades for, (laughs) for taking your thoughts captive right? No one's (laughs) ever going to know. No one's going to know, right? (laughs) So yeah. And nobody's going to say, oh, wow, you guys look so great. And you guys did so great and or whatever. When you're every day waking up and doing the, the work of reading your Bible and spending time in prayer and, and, and being uh, you know, like the Bible says, singing to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart. So like that right there, that should be the majority of our days. And and sadly, it's not. <laughs> if we started, if we started with that, I was working with a nutritionist a while back and I really have gone off the like, you know, I eat what I want. Um, <laughs> and but I was thinking, like, I've got to get back into this and I started spiraling of all the things I needed to do you know all trying to remember all the things she taught me but the first the first entire week that I worked with her she said just focus on drinking the right amount of water and she's like that's all you need to worry about don't worry about your food like that's not what we're focusing on just focus and she gave me a goal and she's like this is what you need to focus on doing for this week and so I was like okay that's what I need to do. I need. I can't. I, there's a million things that I need to change. Maybe not a million, but quite a few. But let's start with drinking the right, like drinking water. I wasn't right. drinking like two days ago. I don't think I drank any water, to be honest. There's several I'm days where I'm like at the end of the night. Oops, I haven't drank water today. <laughs> right. So I'm like, this is seems like a simple thing, but it's a big thing. And I think if we kind of took that approach to the things, the goals we have in our Christian life, if we said, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I need to work on, but I just need to focus on the one thing first. And that would be reading your Bible, truly getting that drink, you know, (laughs) and starting your day off with that, because 
And that's one of the things my um, nutritionist, she said, um, before you have a cup of water beside your bed and make yourself drink the entire thing before you get out of bed. And then you'll have to run to the bathroom so fast that you'll <laughs> like, you'll want to drink it all so that you can get out of bed. Right. <laughs> but um, she was like, you know, before you even get out of bed, drink a glass of water to get yourself started on your, on your goals. Like start there. And I'm like, that'll preach right? <laughs> before you get your first cup of coffee in the morning, before you do anything that gives you happy, all the happy chemicals in your brain, whether it's your cup of tea or your cup of coffee or your phone scrolling or whatever. Sometimes we just hit the ground running, you know, it's like, Oh, yeah. I got to get up. I got to go. I got to do this. Got to do that. Got to do this. Then the day hydrated. Why, why do I feel bad? Why is, why is my, why do I look bad? Why do I feel bad? Like, why is everything bad? And then you go drink a glass of water and you realize that you were just dehydrated. And there's so many of us who are spiritually dehydrated and physically drink your water right (laughs) you know I feel like sometimes in my mind there's always like the other sides of everything that could be presented right always and I feel like I have to like come up with a rebuttal for all of the things sometimes (laughs) that's just my argumentative side (laughs) like coming up with the logic and the arguments and all of the things for every single different viewpoint but that's not the point of our podcast today so if you guys have more to add to what you think holiness is i am glad that you have that viewpoint and i would love to maybe one day discuss it with you in person but for today we just wanted to kind of hit on the fact that it is truly a work of Christ in your heart. It's a work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And it is to show the world that we do belong to God. And God is able to bring us out of the bondage of the world and that he's given us the ability to have the fruits of the Spirit. All it requires is the habit of being close to God, being in the word, being what he has for us on a daily basis and, and, and we'll grow, you know, next year, I don't want to be in the same place I am this year. So here is a very encouraging verse, if you don't mind real quick, second Thessalonians five, and I'm going to read 22 because I feel like it fits, but 22 through 24, um, first 22 says abstain from all appearance of evil. And that's where we tend to stop (laughs) on the, let's just not look. Right. Let's make sure nobody sees us looking like we're doing something wrong. Okay. But that's not where God stopped. And that's not where we need to stop either. And this is where, this is what I think is, this is just encouraging. It's just so encouraging. And we can maybe end on this note um, of positivity. (laughs) And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But this is the super encouraging part. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. God has called us to do something, but he is going to perform it in us. And he's faithful to do that. Absolutely. That's great. Well, thank you for joining us in our conversation on Be Holy today. Join us next time as we continue our series in the Bees in the New Testament. 
We are honored that you chose Simply Edify to be a part of your day. If this episode was a blessing to you, would you consider subscribing to our podcast as well as writing a review or giving us a rating? This would be such a help to our ministry. We would love for other people to find us, and this is one of the ways that they can. Thank you.